Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and as always, we have Shyler from B1029 recapping, dissecting, discussing, maybe even a little theorizing about some of the entertainment stories from the week of November 14th, 2022. So this one came out over the weekend, which, Shyler, you called it a while back. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde have, uh, well, according to People Magazine, or People Magazine, quote, taking a break. <laughs> after two years together. Um, Ross and Rachel. Yeah, the Ross and Rachel, yeah. A source tells people that, you know, he's touring, he's going to go abroad soon, and she's focusing on her kids and, and her her work in L.A. It was a very amicable decision. Um, they still remain very close friends. This was something they always say. I don't know if that's just a PR thing, but it seems like once they, they break up, you never hear about those two ever hanging out ever again, no matter who the couple is. <laughs> They never seem to have anything to do with one another after it, even though they say that. I never, exactly. you never really know if it's actually true or not. If it's just kind of like a PR thing. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, look, we, we, Shiley, you called it way back when the whole drama with the Don't Worry Darling thing was going on that this was just kind of a, I don't know, rebound. Uh, hey, some guy's giving me attention. I'm just going to kind of go with this for a while. I mean, that, that's, what you called way several episodes ago that this was bound to happen. It just wasn't a partnership that ever made sense with him being constantly on tour with her exploring all these um, different opportunities in a like directing and producing and having these leadership roles within Hollywood. Like it just didn't make sense for this to be a romantic pairing that would have ridden off into the sunset and lived happily ever after. This was very much opportunistic for each of them to, to learn from one another and to explore what the other has to offer, not only personally and within a relationship, but also professionally. I think this was pure advancement from the get-go I think it definitely did start as, oh my gosh, what if, you know, what if Florence and, and Harry got together? Oh, but wait, what if our director and Harry got together? Like that would be a big deal. And I think it, you know, it might've caught some steam and, and maybe they did really like each other, but it just never made sense for the long run, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and there was always speculation that, uh, Olivia and Harry got together while she was still with Jason Sudeikis. And, you know, there's some, you know, alleged yeah. cheating going on back behind the scenes of Don't Worry, Darling. And, I mean, it was just a huge mess that obviously overshadowed the premiere of Don't Worry, Darling. And, you know, crew members had to come out with um, the, the, the uh, PR or the statement that said, look, there was no bad blood on the set. There was no cheating going on. Everything was fine. It was just, you didn't care about the film. All you cared about was what was the drama going on between Harry, Olivia, and potentially Jason Sudeikis. And then not that long ago, just what was it, last month, the uh, the former nanny of Olivia and Jason Sudeikis comes out and talks about how, well, no, she actually was with Harry Styles. I mean, just all this stuff about Olivia and Harry actually, you know, secretly meeting up and she was leaving to go see Harry and Jason allegedly laying down in front of her car. So she couldn't leave. And uh, Jason allegedly finding out about Harry and Olivia through text messages. I mean, it was just one huge drama filled relationship 
that I mean we had really never seen in quite a while. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but if I'm Harry Styles and my career is kind of it just beginning to take off. You know, he is he is not even peaked in his superstardom I think at this point. I think he still has the world to explore in terms of success and he's already up there. I if I'm Harry Styles, I don't want in this drama. You know, I don't want my name associated with this kind of drama. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it's been from the get-go and maybe for the sake of the movie, like maybe there was someone saying, "No, no, no, any any press is good press." And I I don't think that's the case. So Harry stepping away and focusing on his tours and and his music, I think that is exactly what he needs at this point in time. And I think I think Olivia ne- needs to get her house in order. I mean, it was not a clean break with Jason Sudeikis. She has children involved. Like she really does need to figure that out because it does not sound. I mean, obviously you got the nanny coming in and chiming in. That's it's messy. It's still messy. You need to clean it up. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, Harry and Olivia back together. Nah. No, no <laughs> they're on a break. I, I, I feel like I feel like by the holidays we'll see one of them with somebody else, <laughs> and we'll be oh, yeah. we'll be talking about it right here on the podcast when that happens. Ooh, all right, all right. We'll see. We said it here. Yep, ain't gonna happen. Speaking of uh, people getting together, I I look nothing against Pete Davidson, cool dude, but in my opinion, just I don't know. To me, not the most attractive looking guy, but for whatever reason, this guy just. He lands A-lister after A-lister after celebrity after star. There's just something about Pete Davidson that women just cannot seem to get enough of. I mean, we've seen, we've heard uh, Martha Stewart saying, "Yeah, I go on a date with Pete Davidson." We've, <laughs> obviously, he was he dated Kim Kardashian for a little bit. He's dated Ariana Grande for a little bit. Now it seems like he and Emily Ratajkowski are getting together. Now. Us Weekly reports that it, it's been happening for a couple of months now. They're in the the you know the the new couple stage. They're not really exclusive yet, but apparently that uh, Emily is you know really into him. He's funny, which is what they all say. You know, yeah. it's very chill again, which is what they all say. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it it's just kind of a new thing right now for for Pete and Emily and and. Not shortly after that came out, Emily uh, shared a TikTok of herself lip syncing to the line, quote, I would be with multiple men and also some women as well. Everyone's hot, but in an in interesting way. Oh, oh wow. And, and, and Emily has come out as, you know, you know, not really one side or the other, you know, both sides, yeah. essentially. Um, But yeah, I, I just... Something about Pete Davidson, women just cannot seem to get enough of. Whenever Pete Davidson is single, it's like boom, here we go. Who's, like, the, oh, who's the next model A lister? I'm gonna, I'm gonna date now. No, one hundred percent. There is something about Pete Davidson that is for the ladies, and it's like his sense of humor. Number one, like a, a good sense of humor makes a man more admirable more and sometimes more attractive um i love like his goofy nature like he's he never seems to take himself too seriously um and he doesn't seem to really get mad you know no. what i mean like you never hear i mean 
this whole deal with Kanye, you know, he never really had a moment where he was hateful like Kanye was. He joked about it. And that something about like having that level of confidence and letting the water just roll off your back and not like letting it get to you is really is really admirable as well. Yeah. Well, and and it seems like I don't know what it is, but maybe Pete Davidson is just the ultimate rebound guy. Because, <laughs> OK, if yeah. you remember when he was with Ariana Grande, Mac Miller had just died. Yeah. And. You know, they had ended their relationship before he died. And then, boom, Grande's with Pete Davidson. Yeah. Remember, they got engaged and yeah. then called it off a few months later. Kim and Kanye get divorced. Who's next up? Pete Davidson. That lasts for a little bit. Gone. Emily Radishkowski is just divorced. Who is she going with? Pete Davidson. You know, it's interesting that you said that they that this has been going on for a couple months because her and her husband just split up in September. Yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't it's that like, long ago. It's like a couple he, months. He always just seems to be there when these celebrities are, you know, just off of a relationship to look into, I don't know, rebound, get back in the game. And then whoop, there's Pete Davidson like, hey. <laughs> what was the movie? What was the movie where it was like you date this guy and then the next guy is your soulmate? Oh, yeah. It's almost, it's almost like, like it's You're that right. backwards. <laughs> After you get divorced, you have to date Pete Davidson to get back on your feet, and then you you're know, fine. <laughs> and, I, and you know what? I guess Pete is cool with it. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't, like you say, he doesn't seem mad. He doesn't seem, you know, down. I mean, I'm sure that I, he, he said before when he was dating Kim Kardashian that, you know, he wants to have a wife, have some kids, be a dad at some point. But I don't know. It just seems like he's, he's you know, not in the right market. If that makes sense, like, look, I, 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 it doesn't seem like when he goes, when, when he gets with these next celebrities, they're fresh off a of divorce. I don't think they're really looking to, you know, get hitched right away <laughs> following a divorce. I mean, obviously they kind of want to, you know, have some companionship and someone and, and I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that Pete maybe needs to find someone else that's not coming fresh off a of divorce or ending a relationship. Maybe find someone that's been out of a relationship for a while and then, you know, maybe try that route. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He's, 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 I guess he's just got that little magic touch. I guess. And he's, he does have charm and confidence and really, all right, for my dudes listening, it's the confidence. It's the confidence and, and the sense of humor for me. Well, and that's what he has. Yes. And that, I mean, and that, well, that's, that's what it is. Like I would, if if Pete Davidson, or a Pete Davidson adjacent looking dude, like he's got. I think we talked about this before, but I've definitely talked about it on on my show. He has like line cook energy. So if anyone hasn't worked in a restaurant before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As a server, when you walk into like the kitchen, there's always a hype man in the kitchen. And you are the most beautiful girl in the world. And it doesn't matter if you have no makeup on or if you're all done up. Like, he's always going to gas you up. And he's, like, that guy to me. Mm -hmm. Where he's just, like, good. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a good dude. Right. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how long this one lasts. If it's even going to get that route, who knows? 
Yeah, they'll split up again. Uh, well, what breaks my heart is I don't want him to be used. Right. You know, and like, I don't want these right. girls to be like, well, Kim dated him after her divorce. And so maybe I need to just, to, you know, get back in the swing of things and start dating again. I'll just date Pete. But right. I want I want Pete to have a happily ever after if exactly. that's what he wants. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Sure it's like, I think. In any distress dating yeah. people. But... <laughs> no, but still, I mean, I, I think for Pete's sake, no pun, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> You know, obviously it's cool meeting these these celebrities, these models and, and whatnot. But at the same point, you know, he again, he said he wants to have kids, wants to, you know, have a family. And I don't think that, you know, finding women that are fresh off a divorce or, you know, a long term relationship. It's like, hey, how about we uh, we get together and maybe go that route again? I, you're right. I don't think that that's that's I think he needs to go find someone's like, hey, nice to meet you. Are you in a relationship? No. How long since your last relationship? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One month? Ah, well, we can be friends. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. For, for Pete's well-being, you're right. He, he doesn't need to be the, the, the Hollywood rebound guy for the, the, the women that, you know, are fresh off divorces or relationships. Just looking at it back into the game. Um, I think, yeah, he, maybe he needs to, I don't know. Fish in a different pond. You if, know, you're if, probably right. Yeah. He probably needs to date outside of Hollywood, which he never will because none of no. them, you can't. But he well, really, yeah. to find a real, not not that these, you know, not that Hollywood relationships aren't real, but as we've seen with Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, it's like, it's not, it's not sometimes. Right. Yeah. Just look, Pete, stay away from Giselle Bündchen right now. Just, just don't even, just don't <laughs> even go there. Just stay away. You know, no. like like of all the celebrities that are kind of single and, and been out of relationships for a while, I don't know who who is out there right now. But I don't know if, if you're looking to go that route, go oh, go to the sure. next go to the next Grammys party uh, and see who's been single for a while. I don't know. Yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah. All right. So moving on to a little bit of a more serious matter that that. Uh, Shocked some people last week, and especially Chris Hemsworth, obviously. He's filming that uh, docu-series Limitless. That's on um, oh yeah, National Geographic. And so while on that show, he discovered something very alarming, that he has a high risk for Alzheimer's disease. And this is all while filming the new docu-series. And so he tells Vanity Fair, you know, when – you know, talking about death, you know, so and trying to avoid it, obviously, you know, you want to try and, and find whatever it is, you know, especially if there's indicators how to, you know, navigate around that. And so while doing some tests, they found out that he has two copies of this gene. It's called and, and hopefully I'm not butchering this because I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional, but the gene is APOE4 and he has one from his mother and one from his father. And Hemsworth said that it's like one in a thousand people who have two copies of this gene or more or one in 10,000. He says he can't remember. But basically, the result makes him eight to 10 times more likely to to get Alzheimer's disease. And I mean, to hear that, you're like, what? And look, Chris Hemsworth, he's not old. I mean, he's 39. But I mean, to hear that. You know, you, you and you've obviously he has, you know, his his wife, Elsa. He's got uh, his three kids. 
and you know your your mind just starts racing like oh no i mean i gotta figure out how to make sure that this doesn't happen yeah you know um i mean obviously alzheimer's years down the road for him but still i mean to hear eight to ten times eight to ten times more likely to, to catch that and this is all happening while they're they're filming the docuseries too yeah i mean that that's a shocker and it's i mean it, it's it's just like the like the BRCA gene with breast cancer mm-hmm. if you have the BRCA gene then you're more likely to develop um cervical ovarian and breast cancer and it's it's good to know and he's already doing all of the things that are going to help him in the long run you know he has a great diet he's very active um he stays engaged mentally it's like all of those things he he's he's going to be fine and it's 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 a scary thing to discover um but he's already been doing all these things that are going to help him maintain his health and prolong it for as long as he can and i really appreciate the transparency and honesty because as someone who went through a bit of a scare last year with my thyroid cancer it just hearing from other people who had been through it gave me so much comfort and there's so many people i'm sure that get these diagnoses or to get these yeah get get a diagnosis and they get just terrified of it and they don't know how to react or you know it takes a toll on them emotionally and 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 mentally and to have like the curtain pulled back and him you know he's a, such a huge figure and and admired by so many people but for him to be vulnerable with us and share this information is i think really going to be comforting to a lot of a lot of people right yeah and like you said he's he's t- he's already taking the proper steps to prolong i mean guys and yeah he's yeah i mean he's stored for crying out loud you know <laughs> yeah i mean he's very active he keeps his mind sharp um but he you know he also says too that he he says you know as he's getting older he becomes a little bit more selective as far as which projects he works on so he can be more he can be with his family more yeah and he says you know if there's something that's going to pull me away from my family and my kids it's got to be a positive constructive collaborative experience so you know if if it's going to be a good time if it's going to be something that's you know not going to really strain his time with his family it's something that he'll do um but um yeah i mean that's uh and like you said cuz that with angelina jolie i mean that's why you know she had she found out about the um the gene that causes breast cancer so obviously she she took the proper precautions to you know, make sure that doesn't happen down the road for her. And, you know, for someone to get a diagnosis like this, when you have time to take the proper steps, you're right. It, it kind of is a little bit more of an eye-opening experience, but like you said, gives people awareness that, you know, Oh, you know, you, you may, you may know, you may have a relative that maybe had Alzheimer's and you're thinking, Oh, could that be me? And then maybe taking the proper steps or getting the the, the test done to see, you know, maybe if you have a copy gene like like uh, Chris Hemsworth does, that obviously elevates his risk. But if you know well enough in advance, you can start taking the proper precautions down the road. Yeah. 
All right, moving on to uh, another, well, serious, but also very frustrating matter for those who are trying to get Taylor Swift tickets for her, the heiress oh tour. God. And Shyla, you're one of them. Yes. Um, did you have the pre-sale code? Oh, yes. I am a registered Swifty. I got the pre-sale code on Monday <laughs> you're, night. You're a registered Swifty. <laughs> Do you have your membership card, too? <laughs> no, they just gave oh. me a code. Okay. <laughs> but it unlocked the pre-sale, and it also unlocked all of the VIP packages. Now, granted, I knew this was going to be expensive. I knew this was going to be an endeavor. And, of course, the tickets go on sale at 10 a.m., which... I mean, I'm I'm very like at work at 10 a.m. I'm I'm here, so it was like, uh, okay, well, I'm having to do it on my phone, and I was in the queue in line trying to get into like the venue, like seats, so you could pick your seats mm -hmm. for five hours. Five hours. Over five hours. Did you get tickets? It was, uh, okay, I did not get tickets. Oh. I did not get tickets. The, because because at this point, like, I was, well, I, I, at three hours in, I think three and a half hours in, um, it crashed. Right. Well, it was, it was sooner than that. But it, I mean, it was, it stayed like that for a long time. And I just had to, like, keep refreshing on my phone. I had to go and get my charger like because my phone was gonna die, I had to go home and get my charger. <laughs> my phone didn't die, so I could stay in the queue. And it was it was so stressful. It was so stressful because it was like, okay, well, I was buying tickets for me and my brother because uh, I was gonna go to the Florida show in April um, with with them. So this was like like I had a, a lot of pressure riding on me. <laughs> and I once I finally broke through after. Over five hours of of being in the queue and the site crashing, coming back up, crashing again, I finally get into the venue seats. And every time I clicked on something to buy it, it was gone. Wow. Like, it wouldn't even take me to check out. Every time I clicked a seat and then clicked the seat, like, next to it so I could buy two tickets, gone. And then I'd have to, okay, well, now i got to find a different section that has seats. And then I find a different section. Mind you, the cheapest seat, the ones behind the stage with an obstructed view of the stage, and all the way up in the nosebleeds at the tippy-tippy top, all the way, like, the furthest away that you can get from the stage, over $100. It was like $118 wow. for those seats, which, don't get me wrong, I knew it was going to be expensive, but girl, I'm not paying 100 over $100 to not see the main event. Like, it doesn't right. make any sense. And, of course... Taylor has a huge stage, so there's a lot of equipment that comes along with that. You'll be lucky if you see her for a second. And you don't even see the screens because the screens are facing the rest of the stadium. <laughs> so you're and if you're behind it, you can't even see like the TV screens. So, so basically you're you're just listening to the live event at the venue. <laughs> Yeah, I'd just be listening to other people scream singing her songs. You wouldn't even be able to hear her because everybody around you, it would just be like a One Direction concert of people just scream singing and crying over Taylor Swift. So it was like, you know, I'm maybe this isn't for me. And I was like, well, hang on. I'm going to get into like the good seats because it's like, yeah. if I'm going to do this, I want I want a good seat. I'm yeah. committing. $500 and up. Oof. 
for just a halfway decent seat. I'm talking Man. like like 100, 200 level was over $300. And then you get to, and, and I, like I said, I had the VIP code. So all of those tickets weren't available to just anybody. But if you were a registered Swifty, <laughs> you got the pre-sale code and you got the VIP codes. And there was, I was like, you know what? I, now I'm, I'm, it's like morbid curiosity. I had to find out where, like, how much are you paying for a front row floor seat? $899 oh. before, like, taxes and fees. Wow. And as I'm, because I'm posting and saying, like, I, I'm not going to be able to get these tickets. I was like, look at this. This is insane. And people are commenting because they went on StubHub. Because just because, you know, Ticketmaster was open for the pre-sale, nobody else did. So scalpers were buying tickets from Ticketmaster and then turning around posting them on StubHub mm. for thousands. Oh, yeah. I think like uh, C CBS found uh, some people selling tickets for like $17,000 a seat. Who is going to pay $17,000 just to go see Taylor Swift per seat? It, it's just, it does not make any sense. There was one that was like, it was like the really good seats, a VIP package or whatever. People were reselling them for $50,000. That is insane. It is going to cost you more than a car, more than a really nice car. <laughs> to go watch a two, two hour, two and a half hour concert. Well, and, and bear in mind, I was trying to buy tickets for the show in Tampa, Florida. So add on the fact that I've got to drive to an airport, catch a flight, get a get a, a hotel room for the night because my parents live two hours away from Tampa. So I would have to stay the night in Tampa or deal with the drive home, which it, it, it would just be a, a huge nightmare. So I was like, you know, I'm not. I, I'm not as much of a Swifty as I thought, apparently. <laughs> You don't you don't have the pockets to uh, to be a big a Swifty as some. So Ticketmaster said that despite all the the issues, it was a new sales record. So over two million tickets were sold on Ticketmaster for the Eras tour, and all two million tickets with a verified fan on sale were sold to verified fans, according to them. Two point four million tickets were sold overall. Um. And they said less than 5% of the tickets for the tour have been sold or posted for resale on the secondary market. Wow. wow that's insane. Now, obviously, Taylor Swift, because of all the scrutiny that Ticketmaster was facing last week, Taylor Swift got on social media and was apologizing to fans, obviously. Um, she says, it's very, really difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships and loyalties and excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. She also goes on to say that there are a multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets and I'm trying to figure out how the situation can be improved moving forward. I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand and we were assured they could. And I, I mean, look, you're, with with everything going on with Ticketmaster last week and the issues that they had, because it, now correct me if I'm wrong, I remember when the site crashed. Now, I, Ticketmaster went on Twitter saying that they had to basically stop the presale. Yeah, like a for the west. Yeah, for like the west coast, they moved it back several hours. 
East Coast had to wait till the following day. And then after the following day, Ticketmaster says, yeah, we ha- we're canceling the general on sale because, well, because of the high demand. It's like, well, wait a minute. I thought you only had a certain amount of tickets set aside. So you're telling me that all the tickets were set aside for if you had a pre-sale, then if there were any going to be left, I mean, let's be honest, there were not going to be any tickets left after the pre-sale for Taylor Swift. Let's just be honest here. We all knew you would you would not have to be very smart to think that, oh, I think there's going to be some tickets left over. Seriously? They gave too many pre-sale codes out. Yeah. And and I've watched a TikTok. Shocker, I know. But I watched a TikTok <laughs> and this girl broke it down. And she, I mean, she did the math. She had an Excel sheet and everything. And I she had listed, people. oh my gosh. I was like, thank you so much. Because she was like, Ticketmaster goofed. Because what they did was they gave like these pre-sale codes and then they set aside for like promoters and stuff to yeah. like, for, like for us at a station to maybe have some to give away or whatever. Then they said, then like they had a certain number that was supposed to be left over for um, the general sale. And right. she compared it to the actual venue capacity. And they're like, oh, okay, well, they set aside like 25,000 tickets for the, the pre-sale. For this particular venue, that and she had like numbers to to from past shows and com- to compare them to, right? And she's like, okay, so they gave out twenty five thousand presale codes, but the venue has like a, a capacity of seven seventy five thousand, and it was like, well, hang on a second, did you expect the twenty five thousand presale codes to walk in, buy one ticket and check out, because right. that's essentially what you what they were doing they they yeah. like banked on some, on these 25,000 people getting one ticket like no 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 if one no one buys taylor one swift. ticket yeah and especially at taylor swift like that's a girls night honey like that's a party like, yeah i'm, I'm bringing like, my sister friends everybody right. exactly so it didn't make any sense so it's like and then you had the option to buy one to six tickets oh so if people are in there buying six tickets, it's like, heck, no wonder every time I clicked on something, it was gone. Right. Because there was just there was 25,000 people trying to buy probably at least two tickets a piece. And if, if all those 25,000 people bought two tickets and two tickets alone, that's 50,000 tickets. And the capacity of the venue is only 75,000. So you've only got 25,000 left over for the general sale. But it's like who who's going and just going the two of you, like it's a, especially at Taylor Swift. I mean, if it was, I don't know. I just it did not. The math ain't mathin'. It just right. wasn't really well, making sense. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They should have accounted for. Look, if you have a pre-sale code, they should limit it to like okay, two tickets. That's the most you can get. So that if you wanted to do the girls' night, you had your other friends, you know, sign up for the pre-sale code too. But you're right. No one's just gonna go in and buy one ticket. If they have one pre-sale code, unless you set those parameters ahead of time. I mean, look, like, look, if, if I was going to go see Taylor Swift, my wife's like, you better buy me a ticket. Don't expect me to try and get on there and hopefully get a seat next to you. You're going to buy at least two. Yeah. And so you're right. The math doesn't add up. And look, they were not prepared at all. Oh, no. And, and there were obviously fans were upset. Lawmakers and authorities even got in on this too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Was, well, I think even realizing. I think even AOC at one point tweeted something. 
about Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Yes. Well, because now, um, like our politicians and government are realizing that there is a monopoly on the concert on the concert industry between Live Nation and Ticketmaster. Like right. they have full control over prices. They have they they have it all. They have it all, and it's not like I know it sounds really immature to be like it's not fair, but it's not. Like monopolies, we've we've established throughout history that you shouldn't and can't do that. It is illegal. And now, you know, we're starting to see like the, the curtains being pulled back and you can see exactly how they operate and how it is detrimental to I mean, I mean, it's it's an economic issue. You know, if you're spending fifty thousand dollars on one seat at a Taylor Swift concert, that's that's money that's going directly into Ticketmaster's pocket or StubHub's pocket. And Live Nation, you know, Taylor Swift gets a cut, I'm, of course, but it's like none of these people like need money. It's just throwing more dollar bills on top of a, a pile of a million dollars. And it's like that money is not being put into our local economy. So it becomes like, hang on a second, we're headed towards another recession because of a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I know we. <laughs> this is this is what's happening. We're our politicians are getting involved with with Taylor Swift. Woof! My goodness, it. I I don't mean to be like so passionate about it, but as a musician and as someone who's worked in music venues before, like we, like so, we need more like freedom with this. Like right. this this should not be as stressful as it no. is. To, buy concert tickets it's it's just it's like it's the stupidest thing like you should be able to go to a concert and right and, and be able wild. to right and so after the whole debacle uh on november 18th the new york times music tweeted breaking news the justice department has opened an antitrust investigation into the owner of Ticketmaster, whose sale of taylor swift tickets descended into chaos this week focus on whether live nation has abused its power over the live music industry and there it goes. <laughs> and so, oops, uh oh, yeah. Uh, so yes, the the saga continues. Sorry, sorry, Shiley, you won't get to see Taylor live. You know, and that's okay because I'm really, it's it's just it's this most recent album that I've that really resonated with me. I like Taylor Swift, but I've never been like super obsessed with her like I am with this album. Like I really <laughs> love this album, but that's. I, like not, I've not had the same energy towards the rest of her albums, so it's probably fair that I didn't get tickets, and some other like real Swifty is gonna get those seats and really appreciate it way more than I would have, because they'll know every single word to every single song, and I won't. I'll just well, be like, "When's the Midnight's album gonna be sung?" <laughs> well, one one advantage you will have over those Swifties is you will have more money in your bank account than they will at this point. <laughs> Insignificantly less stress. Well, that too. A, a little bit less stress. <laughs> yeah. All right. Finishing up with our WA story. Now, honestly, these two have been together for so long. It's almost like you forget that they're still together because they keep their relationship so private and they're not really one to be out in the public eye very much. But Eva Mendez may have released that she and Ryan Gosling, after 11 years together, have finally gotten married. I, I thought they were already married. See, and a lot of people thought that too. I, but, when I saw that, I was like, what? I thought they were already married. So it fits for the woo story because I was like, man, yeah. like, they just been together for so long that right. it was just kind of implied. I don't know. Yeah. So 
in a photo she shared on Instagram, it's it's her wrist and she's her arm is covering part of her face, but on her wrist, she has tattooed Day Gosling. Now, in Hispanic culture, when you say day or of, and the woman's last name of her husband usually means that they're married, indicating Mrs. Gosling. And some other fans, too, noticed some other photos that she had posted previously also had that tattoo. There's one of her, like her hand, and you can see her wrist that says Day Gosling, and she's like almost showing like some flowers. And just uh, recently, she did an interview on um, uh, Today and referred to Ryan as her husband while discussing their time in Australia doing some charity work. So I guess they are married. Well, or maybe I mean, they've just been together for so long and they're just like, you know what? Let's just let's just be husband and wife. Yeah. I I mean I don't know. I, I at some point it's like, does it become a like, oh well, I mean might as well do it or why do it at this point? Like we already know. I don't, I don't know. It's, I guess it depends on, you know, who, who they are as people. And, right. but I would say it would be, it would be very hard. Like Hollywood relationships, I think are just so, they're so weird to me anyway. Right. <laughs> so it's like, why would you ever get married? I feel like in two years you're going to be splitting up or getting divorced or whatever. So might as well keep, just but keep it as a relationship instead of a marriage. Yeah, but I but think for 11 years, you might as well yeah. just commit. And I think for for Eva and and Ryan, what, what I think makes it work is they, they, they're they not in the public eye all the time. I mean, occasionally they'll pop up because, you know, they're 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 working on this project or they're on this film. But but even then, you know, you don't see that you don't see paparazzi really following them around as much. They're not out making sure that they're being seen you, you know they're 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 very private and i think that's what makes it work you know they have their their hollywood work over here when it needs to but they keep their family life out of that hollywood to have somewhat of a stable family relationship going on where it doesn't always interfere and always having the the public eye right in their face 24 7 like some celebrity couples do and i think when we see those celebrity couples that are constantly in the private in the, in the public eye i.e harry styles olivia wilde that's when things go downhill yeah i mean i'm yeah because i'm happy for them i think that's yeah. whatever works for them is obviously working so heck yeah Congratulations. Oh, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> we always we always liked you two as a couple, and now I guess you've made it officially official. Imagine they were like, we got married 10 years ago. <laughs> they just didn't tell anybody. Yeah, like, you didn't know. Like, what do you mean? We we've been we got married back in 12. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. We recap, we discuss, dissect, theorize about some of the big entertainment stories from the week. You can make sure you subscribe and you can listen to any of our episodes right now at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcast. For Shyler, I'm Joe. We'll catch you on a new episode next Tuesday. <laughs>